Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Jedi and Germs, a weekly podcast brought to you by Spreaker. I am Alan Zog, the Jedi, and here is the ever-amazing John English, the Germs guy. John, how are you? I'm well, Mr. Zoggin. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is John English, and I am the advocate for the Master of Mics, the Emperor of Editing, the Prince of Producing, with skills so scary that Bill Simmons calls him Podfather. Give it up for the icon, Devin Masters. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Um, it, it's always a pleasure to be introduced that way. And uh, I, I think I missed a week or two. And I, I'm pretty sure we have a full slate of things to talk about today. I mean, nothing really important with the jazz, but. Well, you uh, know. <laughs> there were some Not, developments in Wimbledon. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Devin, you did. We did miss you. Yes, we did. And there's plenty to talk about. I was going to go to mention that, John, in your introduction, you mentioned Bill Simmons, that he is no longer the pod father. Um, there is a podcast that he will be doing today that I can't wait to listen to, where he will talk about the bad nature that is the trade that we're going to talk about. In fact, he tweeted something about it. I don't know if you guys saw the tweet, but let's talk about the trade for a moment while I look for that tweet. Okay. So, Royce O'Neal was traded for a 2023 first, five minutes before it was announced KD wanted a trade. But the big trade that the Jazz made is Rudy Gobert is now with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jazz traded him for Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Patrick Beverly, Landon Bolmaro, Walker Kessler, who was their 2022 first-round pick, in addition to four other first-round picks and a pick swap in 2026. Um, it was a gigantic trade. If Rudy had to go and you were just looking at getting picks back, that's a great trade. Um, I don't expect all five of those players they got in that trade to be on the roster this fall. Uh, but the Gobert era is over. And I'm, I, for one, am really bummed to see Rudy go. I get it from a business standpoint. Um, but yeah, Rudy's gone, Royce is gone, and... You just know that other jazz players who were on this roster last year are going to be gone before the next season starts. Yeah. I, yeah. Honestly, uh, I'm going to, there's plenty to discuss and plenty to debate. I thought it was obviously the jazz won this trade. Um, Pelton talked about that in his ESPN plus article that he gave Minnesota a grade of, um, an F or a D, I can't remember. And he gave D. the Jazz and the Jazz. He gave the Jazz an A, and I can't disagree. The Jazz got a heck of a haul back for Rudy Gobert. I know people don't like that Rudy was tra- traded. He made the best sense in this scenario. Honestly, Ainge comes in. He wants to clean house. Whether or not they keep Donovan remains to be seen. And it, from basically the spaces last night with the Jazz beat writers, I think it's kind of a split decision on what really happens or not. Not everybody knows at this point. Yeah. Devin? Yes? Y- your thoughts? Oh, my thoughts. Do you really want me to go there? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. All right. Yes, all right, because, I'm, I'm, because we're missing that part of, of you. We haven't had some debate stuff the last couple of weeks. All right. All right. Here, here's what I'm going to say. Rudy Gobert comes into Utah as a late first-round pick, 27th overall, acquired in a trade with Denver. And starts out as this skinny kid who really seems like a baby giraffe out there. Um, Plays in the G League, works himself into a multi-time All-Star, a three-time Defensive Player of the Year, and a guy who for some reason cannot seem to take a picture with a shirt on. I'm happy for Rudy. 
I am very happy for Rudy. He has been a class act from day one in Utah. Um, I, I appreciate that. But from a basketball standpoint, the Jazz made the right move. Um, that, that's that's a huge, huge haul um, when you think about it. I think the comparisons have been to like the Paul George deal um, and, and what was able to be acquired by uh, Oklahoma City in dealing him. But you, you have to think about this. Rudy is 30 years old. We have seen multi-time defensive player of the years like Dwight Howard go downhill after 30 quite quickly. Um, he has a massive contract. You have a locker room where people simply did not get along. Uh, and I, I am sure that goes deeper than what we know as fans. Um, it, it had to be done, guys. And I, I wish Rudy all the best. I don't know how this is going to work out in Minnesota. I keep seeing things on social media about them being contenders. I don't see it yet. Nope. Um, I mean, it's Minnesota. I, I think they'll be a better team, obviously, but they gave up a lot of their future to make this run, and I, I don't think it's going to pay off. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't complain. I get why people are upset emotionally. Um, like I said, he's a great guy. He's a he's a great representative of our community. But I, I think he's going to go downhill, and I think Jazz fans are now going to see Rudy through a different lens where we'll be cheering for his success. But when you play them, you're going to say, Rudy, stop flopping, because we know that he does that, right? Yes. <laughs> and you're going to see Rudy not be able to do anything on the offensive side except set a screen and either have a roll to the basket or, you know, a lob or something like that. Um, the Jazz needs something different. And as talented as Rudy is, it's time to start working towards something different because the roster that we had was never going to win a championship. And at the end of the day, guys, that's what we want, right? Mm-hmm. We, we want a banner. That, that's that's the thing we want more than anything. So, yeah, it, it was time. Yeah. And uh, John, you mentioned you asked before the show whether anybody listened to the spaces, whether I listened and. Last night, you had the spaces with the beat writers. There was a lot of conversation about locker room issues this year and that things kind of fell apart as early as December, honestly, and things didn't go well. There was talk about Daniel House not being a, a great player in, in the locker room towards the end of the season. They talked about Rudy Gay, that he wasn't a good guy for the locker room and really just they didn't call him a cancer, but it's almost like they stopped short of saying that Rudy Gay was a cancer, that he didn't care. He showed up late to things didn't just wasn't and the media those guys even talked about how he was not the type of player that was easy to interview and talk to um very enlightening about rudy gay but as the jazz as a whole that they had lost the locker room very early quinn had and i think that's another reason why he walked away the way he did yeah i i've I i missed out on the spaces so i've been trying to find a lot of the highlights um it sounded like a lot of them mentioned that as great as Rudy Gobert is to everyone else, to the community, to media, and everything else, that um, reviews are mixed on how he was in the rock, locker room to other people. Sounds like Rudy Gay was just a bad signing, and they, they're going to do whatever they can to trade him this offseason. Um, and we'd, we'd heard whispers that Rudy and Don didn't get along, and I, I don't know how badly they didn't get along. It still sounds like... It's probably just normal coworker tension, but um, I, I will say that what what Devin was talking about with the quick decline of big men and defensive guys, um, they could have waited another year and tried to make this work, and the haul they would have gotten for Gobert next year would have been a lot less. Yep. And when you look at what the Jazz have been doing in this iteration. Um, you want to win a championship. It's clear that they weren't going to win a championship with this core. This core could not get out of the second round, and half the time they couldn't get out of the first round. So you send Rudy to Minnesota. Minnesota has only been out of the first round once in the past 33 years. So if they make it to a second round, they're ecstatic. They've won. I do think Minnesota is a second-round team now. 
Yep. Things could break their way and they could go to the conference finals. Who knows? But, you know, West is really tough and a lot of the teams in the West are getting better. But I think Minnesota made a really good move for themselves when now in about three years when they don't have that championship, there's going to be grousing and second guessing. And uh, why did we do that? And <laughs> that's right. when the Jazz are going to be starting to reap the benefits of it. Um, but, you know, it's I. This year, this year was painful. Um, it was painful for fans because we could tell it just wasn't going to work. There were way too many fourth quarter collapses, and that had to do with key, team chemistry. I also heard some stuff about how Quinn just couldn't seem to get through to the players this year, and with that going on, you know, Quinn decided to quit. He just he just saw that he just couldn't really get any farther with this squad so he was content to just go ahead and quit and take a year off and then go coach somewhere else next year um this this kind of segues into our next th- bit of news well, since we last hold, recorded okay hold go on ahead. before you do though so i want to read a couple of tweets on the subject of rudy real quick because i okay. mentioned bill simmons this was bill simmons tweet on the first so what was it friday Going to spend the next 48 hours before Sunday's pod with Russillo wondering if Minnesota just made the most inexplicable NBA overpay trade of all time. (laughs) So I'd like to listen to that pod today because I think it would be quite funny. Um, And then regarding spaces, uh, it was very interesting to hear some things said about Donovan and Rudy, uh, Rudy specifically as they were closing the pod that I really, really love to hear. Sarah. From the Des News uh, that everybody knows, Sarah NBA, um, said, and I need to find it. I tweeted this out because it was something she said, and I just I absolutely adored it. Um, where is it? I'm finding it. Hold on. Oh, my word. Go back a ways. She talked about Rudy's self-awareness, and it was very just. It was. <sighs> crap and then and tony then said something about donovan too let me go back here i don't want us to move on without without finding this because i think they're it's very applicable here um holy crap did this I really... is awesome podcast material we're doing right now i know it's live it's live what can i say um holy crap i even tweeted it Apparently it's not there. Yeah, apparently it's not there. She talked about the fact that Rudy is uniquely self-aware and they talked about his emotions. They talked about just how very, uh, very in touch he was with himself, with his emotions, with his self-awareness. It it was just something very telling about Rudy and the interviews they had with him. They couldn't say enough good about Rudy when it came to that kind of stuff. And then Tony piped in and said, hey, just. You know, just as a thought, don't Donovan also is very self-aware. He says he was a great interviewer. Um, he said that if anybody took personal accountability for what went wrong, it was always Donovan. Um, now, there was some debate when it came to that conversation from some of the other writers. They said he wasn't the most pleasant and over the last year or so to interview that that he started getting a little. They did. They stopped short of staying full of himself. I don't know that I buy that either, but but a couple of people didn't really like Donovan's persona over the last year, year and a half or so. But it, it was just very interesting to hear them talk so highly of Rudy and even Donovan a little bit on on the pod in the closing moments of the of they're not pod, but the closing moments of spaces of last night. A lot of great things said, honestly. So, yeah, there was there was also reference to how. There, there was some. There were a lot of things done for Donovan, like trading for Eric Pascal for him, which I thought was a good trade anyway, regardless of their relationship. Absolutely. And basically, Ainge came in this offseason and and undid all that. Said, no, we're not, we're not going to be coddling to Donovan. I saw someone say that it was kind of a rookie owner move to just start doing things for your all star, um, but the brakes have been slammed on that. We should also mention that, you know, Daniel House is gone, Wancho's gone, Whiteside's gone, Trent Forrest is gone, you know, Pascal's gone. Jazz have already lost half their roster from last year. And right. now we have five new players coming in. Um, 
and I don't expect all five to be here, but we have Patrick Beverly, who's one of those guys who's probably one of the most hated players in the NBA. Um, now he's a jazz man. It'll be interesting to see if he's actually on the roster this fall. I think I Which, think it'd be fun if he actually stays and see what it's like to have Patrick Beverly as a jazz man. Which Tony Tony on Spaces last night says, I can't wait. I really hope they keep him because I want to interview him and I want to see the collective jazz Twitter lose their minds. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, at, some at of the, the other same players. time, guys, you, you can probably get a first out of Patrick Beverly, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, we're, we can just stockpile assets. And the, the team I've been looking at is the Oklahoma City model. Yeah, be, because they they're going to be a fun team. You know, they're, they're just coming into that part where it, it's going to be fun to watch them. So um, if you're a league pass person, that might be one of the teams you you add with with what they've got going on. Um, yeah. Personally, I, I think the biggest loss this offseason. Is Boys. the loss of the cruise missile. Oh, yeah, Bo, Bo, Bo Cruz is is a talent and 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 we should have done everything to build around him. As we record, there's still a chance they could bring him back. He's an unrestricted free agent and stuff like this always tends to happen once we're done recording. But he is still out there. Wait, wait, Bo Cruz. Don't, I, I don't, take, don't get my me, hopes up. Yeah, take me away from that for a minute. Bo Cruz. Yeah. I'm, who's Bo Cruz? Like, I'm totally losing my mind here. Really? You you is don't know Bo Cruz? Is that how you don't know Bo Cruz? He was the, one of the hottest prospects. Adam Sandler personally found him oh. at Streetball in Spain. Uh, okay, now I know where you're going with this. I thought I saw on Twitter last night that he is now officially an unrestricted free agent. Right, exactly. Unrestricted. So they yeah. can go get him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do Do they is the question. But I thought I hope they do. It. Yeah, me too. Sorry, I haven't seen that show yet, so I didn't realize. Yeah, so I need to go watch it. I've been wanting to, but I sorry, I wasn't familiar with the name. My bad. My bad. Alan, my bad. Alan, that yes. is a movie you need to watch. I know you I know you need to hustle and watch that movie. <laughs> no pun intended. No, the pun, no. The, pun, the pun was intended. The pun was intended. OK, yeah, yeah. All right. What are the other players the Jazz got, John? I kind of interrupted you there. John? John Sorry, John's on I, mute. I, because he's mute. told you three times, Alan. He's told <laughs> yes. you these players. No, he, didn't, he didn't finish. I interrupted him. Okay. Uh, Malik Beasley, who is a sixth man for the Wolves. He and Jordan Clarkson are kind of the same player, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Jared Vanderbilt. 6'9", power forward, really good defensive player, really bad offensive player. Um, Timberwolves didn't need offensive production for him, so he's basically a taller Royce who can't hit a three. See what happens there. Patrick Beverly we talked about. Uh, Bomaro was a late first-round pick in 2020, and then he spent a year overseas, and he only averaged like six minutes a game last year. So they're... We'll see what happens with that. I've also heard that his defense is better than his offense, so maybe he's another defensive specialist that they'll they'll able to be able to throw out there on the floor. And then Walker Kessler, uh, number twenty-two pick last year, well, last month, um, he was the NCAA Defensive Player of the Year. So the Jazz now have the twenty twenty and the twenty twenty-two Defensive Players of the Year on their roster, and him and Doak, it sounds like, will be fighting for. Centerman, it's and if they don't if they don't uh, get DeAndre Ayton, it could between could be between Kessler and Doak on who your starting center is this year. Oh, and by the way, Kessler was via Memphis via Utah. Yeah, so Jazz basically got back one of their picks that they traded away for Conley. Yep. So see, and and you just brought up a, an interesting point with this Rudy uh, trade. Doak is someone that I'm actually still very excited on. When he was drafted, I thought he was coming in as a as a potential replacement for Rudy Gobert. I, I felt like that's why he was drafted. Um, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. That's been the concern. But there was a run of games that he started last season, was there not? I think it was like five or six games where he actually played fairly well. 
Yes. Yeah, Rudy. But he, but he can't can't stay healthy though. Right, right. I said that, but you know, oh, yeah, some of these things are just are freak injuries. It's. Yeah. I don't know. He he's he seems to be well conditioned. Um, we're not dealing with like a Zion Williamson esque player. You know, Doak seems like he's pretty fit. Um, he's he's a big body. He's athletic. Uh, he's still young. I I can't remember how how old he is. Um, maybe I don't remember. He is twenty two. You know, so um, even guys who have had injury problems. You think back to Steph early in his career. You know, Steph's fragile ankles. That that hasn't been a problem in a long time. But right. we'll see what happens. I'm I'm excited about Kessler coming in, and I'm excited about the opportunity for for Doak. Um, and and Doak is one of those guys. I I really hope this gets him some more minutes. I hope he stays healthy, and it could be a really exciting season that way. Here's a fun stat: Jazz were six and zero when Doak started last year. Wow. That's what I was saying. That was uh was that like when they were in Toronto, if I remember correctly? It's like an East well, Coast he, road trip. Yeah, he started once in January against Denver in the Jazz one. And then a five game streak. So ultimately all of this could change within the next twelve to twenty four hours or longer if a massive trade happens again, which I still expect. Like People are like, why have so many picks? I've seen this talked about on Twitter. Why? Because you now have trade assets. As much as anything, you can keep a couple of picks, obviously, but suddenly, suddenly, Ainge can go out and say, "Hey, I'll take this guy." Like we've talked, like is talked about so far as maybe Aiton from Phoenix, or you know, another player. Like you've suddenly got assets to make trades. So this can all change. So many of these players, we don't know. All of this could change in the next 24 hours or more. So. Yes. All right. What else on the Jazz news? You want to hit? uh, There's still big. There's still big news we haven't hit on yet. The Jazz have a new head coach. Yes, they do. Will Hardy. He was with Boston last year. Started with Spurs. Now he's a Jazz man. Only 34 years old. Yeah, makes me feel old. <laughs> makes you feel old. Imagine how I feel. Yeah, you could be that millionaire head coach. <laughs> he's, he's younger than I am. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm going to take the lead on this one, guys, and I'm going to say that I love this hire. Um, because we had a lot of talk about guys who have been in the league um, there was talk about what, Terry Stotts, and uh, I, I don't even remember who all was mentioned. But yeah, Vogel. The, the thing is, I feel like unless you've got a proven head coach, um, I mean like championship proven, you, you swing for the fences. And I feel like that's what the Jazz did on this one. Uh, it sounds like the guy is a great basketball mind. He is from the Popovich tree. And... You know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But you you have to you have to aim high here, right? I mean, Terry yeah. Stotts was not going to be yeah. the guy to take the Jazz to the NBA Finals. Yeah, Vogel was yeah. not going to be that guy. He does, we don't have LeBron James on our team. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, I, and and I'm with you. I love the hire. Uh, what little bit I know about him, and as I've gathered more information since the hire, I'm with you. I love it. I do. John? Yeah, I like it. It sounds like he's uh, he's counting on the Eric Spolster route, where he got a job as a video coordinator for the Spurs, worked his way up, eventually got to be an assistant coach. You know, he was there for... I, I don't think he was on the bench for the last Spurs championship, but he was video coordinator at the time. And then he got to be actually on the bench for four or five years, and then he went to Boston the one year, and Boston went to the finals. So he has been in winning locker rooms. And it sounds like he's going to be a, a no-nonsense guy, and it really sounds like they wanted to find someone that would uh, be able to you know, be a firm hand in the locker room. Um, 
Quinn wasn't exactly a pushover. It's just that he had been here for so long that it kind of got to the point where it sounded like he was losing the ear of some of the players, and so he just felt the time was right to go. Well, this is going to be a guy who's going to be able to come in and command respect right away. Granted, he's young, but that just seems seems to be what they're saying about his personality. Yep. Well, here's the thing. If the, the team is behind him, that's that's a big deal. And what you were saying earlier with Danny Ainge saying, no, we're not going to you know, just cater to our, our all-star player. We've traded away a three-time defensive player of the year. This is your coach. This is the guy who has respect. And if the front office can do that and support him, then the age shouldn't matter. You know, no, because no, Danny no. Ainge will trade you no matter who you are as long as he gets some picks back. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, no, and I wonder, and I'm thinking this as we're talking, because I've heard even on Spaces, the the beat writers talked about this. It, it sounds to me like there's a split decision on what happens with Donovan, or at least we're hearing one thing while we're hearing another. The Jazz, you've got people suggest Danny Ainge is, just doesn't care for him and wants to move him. You You hear from from Tony that suggests that the jazz indicate that they're going to keep and build around him, whatever they choose to do here, if they choose to build around him, I wonder if some of this depends on uh, Will Hardy. Does Will Hardy say, you know, I want to keep him because this is what offense I plan to run. This is what I plan to do. Donovan fits this. Or does Will Hardy say this doesn't fit? Like, I just wonder how much of Will Hardy's, site you know viewpoints and and feelings and and system will favor donovan enough for the jazz to say let's keep him for it for Ainge to say okay we'll build around him because if this is the guy you want that's the suit we'll keep and maybe they've talked to donovan as well and donovan says i like the system and i'm willing to i i don't know i'm I'm just speculating here but i wonder how much of the decision to keep donovan or not really depends on will will hardy and donovan and will hardy's thought process if you're a coach you'd rather have an all-star than a prospect and right. Will wants to win, so if that's what it comes down to, I think Donovan stays. Agreed. And, and I, I still think that Ryan Smith wants an all-star, although I don't think it's guaranteed. He wants an all-star right. when, when the game comes to Salt Lake. And right. some people are going to say, no, I don't think he that he cares about that. I I entirely think he does. Right. So, um like I said, whether Donovan is an all-star, we will see because it's going to be different this year. It's going to be hard for him to be an all-star, guys. Yeah. I mean, you've got Dame coming back healthy. Clay's healthy again. Uh, you've got up-and-coming talent. You know what I mean? And who it, knows whether Kyrie's going to be in the Western Conference or not. You could have Kyrie in the West. You've got uh, Steph. You've got Jamal Murray coming back. You've got... Um, I'm trying to think of who else we have as guards out west. You have uh, Denver's you have guard coming back. So if we just look at the roster, the okay, Phoenix has Chris Paul and Booker. Memphis right. has Ja. Golden State has Stephen Clay. Dallas has Luca. Um, Denver will have Jamal. Minnesota, maybe Russell, probably not. Clippers just got Wall. Pelicans have CJ. Who knows what ha- kind of year he's going to have. Um, Spurs don't really have anything. Lakers could have Kyrie. Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox, who knows. So they Their roster got a little bit better. Maybe his numbers look good. Then you have Damon, Portland, Shy in Oklahoma, and Houston has rookies, basically. But, yeah, okay. a lot of competition. Yep. <clears throat> so, we'll see. Um. Uh, what else have we got? Is there anything else in the jazz that you want to talk about? I think we're pretty good with that. Let's go ahead and move to the rest of the NBA. Hey, hey can, I ask a, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. I, I wasn't here last week. What did, what were your guys' reactions on those uniforms? <laughs> uh, just, just, a, just a quick one. I, I know this is a, a long topic, but I'm, I'm just curious what I missed. Meh. I want to. I said I want to see him play in it, but I, my my reaction still is undecided or meh. Yeah, okay. I think that they're about as good as the Junior Jazz jerseys that kids Ooh. play. In. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I, purple I, one's probably fine, but the dark gradient is one of my favorite Jazz jerseys of all time, and I hate that we're losing that to get this. And the yeah, Mountain it, Jersey, please. I like the Mountain Jersey. 
No, here's here's the thing, guys. They they could have rebranded around like the dark mode, um, you know, the dark mode and the original city jerseys that they had, and had that been like the new aesthetic, they could have. Uh, gone with the purple throwbacks. They could have gone with my personal favorite, the uh, Mardi Gras color with the note, you know, kind of like what they had a few years back, what they brought back, yeah. the purple ones. Um, I think if they had included more purple, if they had included purple consistently across the board, they could have done some cool stuff, even with the highlighter yellow. Um, but it just feels like they were like, well, we need to clean up our color scheme and then they added like new colors to the color scheme and then they kept the purple and the purple ones have the blue, you know, like that baby blue teal color in them. And it's just, it's a mess. We'll see. I think the court's going to be cool. I'm, I'm kind of excited oh, about absolutely. the court and seeing that, but I, I am not optimistic about this and I'm hoping that they pivot in like two or three years and fix this. Cause it's a mess. That's really why Quinn left. It had nothing to do with the team. He, he... <laughs> and you're saying Rudy got out. They they traded him at a good time. Rudy right? got out. He just doesn't want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I get you. Um. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, let's go NBA. Let's go NBA. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's look at some free agency stuff. Uh, John Wall was bought out by Houston, and he is now going to be the starting point guard for the Clippers. That's really good for them. Uh, New York made a big $104 million offer for Jalen Brunson, so Brunson has left Dallas, and he's now on the Knicks. Thanks to the Jazz. Thanks to the Jazz, yeah. Jazz really got him paid. Um, But the the biggest thing going on right now is that Kevin Durant has demanded a trade from the Nets, and the Nets are Shopping around to see if they can trade KD and Kyrie. The end of an era that never got started. Mm-hmm. So it it sounds like, you know, he when he made his list of where he wanted to go, he said, I want to go to either Phoenix or Miami, the two number one seeds. KD just does not give a crap about his legacy. He just wants to hop on whoever's winning. Couldn't build it himself. Um, but there, ha- there were some trades that happened before that happened, so... New York sent Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel in two seconds to Detroit to clear the space to get Brunson. Um, Atlanta had a big trade, getting DeJounte Murray from the Spurs for three firsts and a pick swap. Uh, so Atlanta's really boosted themselves. Uh, they did send Kevin Herter to Sacramento in exchange for Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and a 2024 first. Uh, Boston got Malcolm Brogdon from Indiana. They sent Nick Stauskas, Daniel Tice, Aaron Nesmith, Two former Jasmine, Malik Fitz, and Juwan Morgan. And they also sent a 2023 first to Indiana. Washington, they sent KCP and Smith to Denver for Monte Morris and Will Barton. So that that's a really good trade for Washington, who also just re-signed Bradley Beal to a max deal. Um, that, that one, that one hurts on. Denver a little bit because Monte Morris was big in the playoffs for them. He was big, but they're figuring Jamal Murray's coming back, and Monte Morris is one of the best backup point guards in the league. And so with Jamal Murray coming back, they wanted to booster their defense, and KCP's a really good perimeter defender. So I I think Washington got the better end of the deal, but I understand why they did it. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about the Clippers for just a second? Because when Kawhi Leonard comes back, if he is – if he is as good as he was prior with, with this injury, you know, being better, I think the Clippers just became the second best, if not the best team in the West or the one that, that, that challenges Golden State, don't you think? Uh, there's a lot of big ifs there because of the injuries they've had, but yeah, they're, they're still loaded. I still love what their roster is. Um, so John Wall, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard... And you've still got pretty much everybody else who was there as part of their core, plus the guys they got from Portland in the midseason last year. I mean, that is that is a really stacked team, and they should make noise. Yeah, on paper, they do look like they would be the second-best team in the West, but who knows with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else lot, in the NBA? Well, 
everything else, ever since Kevin Durant wanted the trade, the trade trades have pretty much frozen. Um, you have DeAndre Ayton just sitting there as a restricted free agent. Um, Phoenix didn't want to give him the max, and now it's like they're trying to figure out where they can send him so that they can get KD. That's what it sounds like. And it does sound like it is very possible that it could be the Jazz where Aiton winds up. Um, Mitchell and Aiton together, that is a team that's going to win some games. Um, probably a play-in tournament team. Jazz were only fifth seed last year, and you know Aiton's a better offensive player than Rudy. He's nowhere near the defender Rudy was, and you got to put more pieces around them that make sense. Um, but it's it's possible. It's possible, um, you know. And I've seen I've seen trades that send Mitchell out and the Jazz get Aiton. And I'll just say that if the Jazz do trade away Mitchell, but they get Aiton, that move doesn't make any sense to me. If you're going to trade nope. away Mitchell, you might as well just tank and collect as many assets as possible. And that doesn't include signing Aiton here. Right. So, so if they if they keep Mitchell and get Aiton. Great, that would be interesting to watch. Um, but if they're trading away Mitchell, then I don't think it makes sense to bring Aiden here. Agreed. Devin, any additional thoughts on all of that? No, I, I I've said this before. I'm all in on doing a complete rebuild. Um, so I, I agree with you, John. It doesn't make sense to send Mitchell out and and bring Aiden in. Um. I'm just kind of waiting and seeing, you know, just like everyone else. I, I don't know where Katie's going to end up. Um, does he have a no trade clause? I don't know, but I think he request, requested a trade anyway, did he not? Yeah, but I, I don't care what he... There might be a trade kicker, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I know, I know one... Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, I... If you're Brooklyn, I don't care where you send him. Just get what you can get. I, I don't care what he wants. There's right. no you kicker know. on this contract. Okay. You know, uh, you know what? It, it, it sounds like there's a team that's pushing for him as well and wasn't talked about much was Miami. That could be an interesting. You'd have to bring in a third team. They're still talking about wanting to move Hero. But do you do, – do you, I mean – Suddenly that team, beca- I mean, but I, but then I read that it, it conditions on that trade is Durant would prefer. And again, Durant doesn't make the calls on this, but Durant would prefer if if uh, Kyle Lowry and, and Butler were still there. And then suddenly you've got one heck of a team if he goes there. But I, I don't again, all speculation. We don't know where he goes. And the entire NBA, we're all waiting for that Woj bomb. We're all waiting for Shams to say something for us to really see where this goes. Um that that trade is holding everything up at this point. Uh, just send send Durant to Detroit or Orlando or something like that, and, you know. Well, we all saw the rumors around Rudy before he went to Minnesota, like Toronto, Chicago. It sounds like those teams are trying to get the Durant sweepstakes. So the packages you saw that Chicago and Toronto are doing for Rudy, they've made them about fifty percent better, and they're offering him to Brooklyn for Durant. Um, yeah. Brooklyn doesn't have to send him where Katie wants to go. Right. They're, they're trying to accommodate him, but if Toronto has the best package, they'll send Katie to Toronto. Right. Well, that's that's what they should do. And it, I would love for Katie to get sent somewhere where he doesn't want to go. I would love it. Because I'm, I, I'm, I'm sick of NBA superstars being like, I want to be traded, but I want to go here. I don't care what right. you want. I would love it if he went back to OKC. Yes, I was going to say that. I honestly, I don't envy Sean Marks right now. Not one bit. Like this, this is a nightmare. Yeah, Sean. You just Sean wants the best. He's not going to send Katie for prospects. He wants the best no. amount of players possible because Brooklyn has already trashed all their firsts to appease Katie and Kyrie, and now now he's stuck where he is again. And they're exact. Brooklyn's exactly where they were about a year before Katie. Kyrie got there. No. So they, yep. they finally recovered from the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett thing not working out. They built something up. They traded away everything to get those guys, and three years later, it's trashed again. Now, before before Katie got there, they were a playoff team. Yep. <laughs> they 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 had D'Lo. You know, That's why they, I say a year before. 
Okay. Yeah, because it's it, it's just ridiculous. And to be honest, guys, if where is Brooklyn if they didn't trade away everyone? Remember who was it? Was it for Harden that they made the trade and got rid of all like their their death? Yeah. They got rid of Jared yeah. Allen and Spencer Dinwiddie and everybody to get Harden. If if they hadn't done that, where would they be? Because I feel like they would have won a lot more games. Uh, I'm not going to buy into that, no. Because gonna, Harden, Well, no. they, they would have because, I mean, the three of them just never played that much together. I, I also don't think Harden was very happy, which is why that trade kind of sort of happened. Is you right, had Harden right. that wasn't happy, I'm, and that's yeah, what I I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm saying if you had kept that original crew together with Levert and Dinwiddie and Jared Allen, and, right? You know, yeah. Well, especially when you consider what Jared Allen's been doing where he's at, what Dinwiddie's been doing in Dallas. I mean, yeah, I I, I digress. You're right. It, it, they would have won more games. What should could have would have? This is the Nets, people. This is the Nets we're talking about. Forget about Brooklyn, the name. This is the Nets, right? That's a way to put it. Yeah. So now <laughs> the Nets are stuck with Ben Simmons and whatever else they're going to put around them. I mean, when was the last time the Nets were truly relevant? Back when Jay Kidd played for him and yeah. Kevin Martin or Kenyon? Yeah, no, Kenyon Martin. Kenny Martin, well, Vince Carter, the yeah. I mean, twenty twenty one, they lost to the Bucks in seven. Yeah, that's true. And they barely that's lost true. to the Bucks to seven, and the Bucks yeah, won the that's championship. True. So they were close. I just, oh gosh, uh, you know. Again, we could go on and on about this. It's the Nets. Let's just leave it at that. It's the Nets. So, uh, anything else to touch on in the NBA? Yeah. All right, let's move on to Devin's quick hits. Um, I don't have a lot because there's been so much basketball talk, and that seems to be all that's really happening right now. No offense to soccer and baseball and every other sport that's out there that's actually happening, and I just don't pay attention. Um, UCLA and USC uh, going to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. A very big loss for the Pac-12, obviously. Uh, I want you guys' reaction, and I kind of want to talk about conferences. Um, it's a Sunday. I feel like it's good to talk about conference on Sunday. Um, what What's going on? What do we do here? Because you've got teams now in California that are part of the Big Ten. Like, conferences are just getting spread out all across the country. You know, it's no longer like the Pac-12 or, you know, the Southeast Conference or the right. Atlantic Coast Conference. What what do you see happening with conferences in the college football landscape? I see a bunch of rich guys in smoke-filled rooms drawing up lines that don't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. That's I, I mean I mean are we are we talking politics or are we still talking about uh conference realignment because i i kind of feel like this goes either way some of them are the same people um yeah go ahead john it's like what what are they going to do are they going to manufacture some kind of rivalry between usc and penn state or something i mean some these lines just don't make sense they they make sense from revenue that you can make from tv packages and such but it just kind of shows you know it it all comes down to money. It's just how much money can we make? Wh- where can we go that's going to get the most revenue? Doesn't really matter what the fans want. I mean, why would it? It's they're basically businesses saying we don't really care what our customers want. We're just going to try to maximize our profits here, and and that really seems to be the main motive behind all this. So well, and it's it's sad, isn't it? Because like you're saying, you're losing rivalries that have been there for decades and you know people that are are the next door neighbor that that's part of what makes college football fun isn't it alan yes and i'm gonna go back to something john said you asked as well this is as much politics as it is money i'm also gonna blame the sec for this 
can we just be honest? It's the SEC's fault. Like, it's it's all been always been about the SEC. It's always been about that money pool that they have. It's always been about, you know, they expanded when Texas A&M went there. They've become this massive con- conference. The money filters through them to everybody else. It's it's all about the SEC. And when that started happening, you suddenly have other conferences scrambling, and you're going to have these super conferences created. It, 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 is there? Am I on track here? I I just feel like the SEC has dictated almost everything that's happened over the last what five years in college football. Um, are we just blaming Nick Saban? Can we just blame Nick Saban for everything? That, that's that's fair too. But like, think about it. What really started all of this? Because sure, Utah went to the Pac-12. Sure, BYU went independent. But that wasn't where the pieces started falling. It was when Texas A&M and I'm sorry, who am I forgetting? Oklahoma went to went went to the it was at Texas too. When when all of a sudden you got these teams going to the, the the SEC, the SEC controls the BCS. They control the playoffs. They control it all, don't they? I, I mean, they they definitely do. I mean, to some extent, you know, the SEC has always had this bias. Um, yeah. For for how long? I mean, the whole BCS era. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I mean, I I don't know what happens here. Does every team basically go independent, and you just have whoever's good now is going to continue to be good because that's where the money's going to be? I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like independence doesn't work for everyone. It works for Notre Dame. It didn't work well for BYU. That's why BYU's in a conference. But, you know, Alabama says, we're going to go independent. Okay, teams are going to want to play Alabama, right? Yeah. Alabama's going to make their money. Um, and you, and you, you do that with every team who's been relevant in the last five, five, ten years. You know, but then who starts getting left out? I, I just, it's... It's really interesting the way this goes, um, you know, because now it's conference realignment. But how long is it before the best teams in the conference are saying, you know what, we're carrying the weight? Mm-hmm. You know, why 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 does Iowa have a seat at the table in the the Big Ten? Or you know what I mean? And they, they they've been good, but it's because of who they've been playing. And you haven't even brought up the fact that that with all of this realignment and with everything happening like it is, it, now you've got to reassess the playoffs, don't you? And add more teams if you have to, because suddenly there's more. There's they more. They should have done that before. Oh, that, they absolutely should have. But I think this almost forces their hand to do it now, doesn't it? One would think, but I I don't know. John, like John said, if there's more money there, they'll do it, right, John? Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. So are, are we all in agreement that this kind of sucks? I mean, I know yeah. a lot of BYU fans are like, oh, ha ha, Pac-12 Pac sucks. It's like, okay, well, I don't think the Pac-12 sucks. You still have good teams. You still have Washington and Oregon and Stanford and Utah. I mean, Utah has been the dominant force in the Pac-12 South in recent years. And Let me, let me, let me ask you ahead. a question, Devin. Yeah. Where does where does Utah go? Because I've seen speculation across the board on Twitter, and this has caused all sorts of BYU versus Utah fans. There always has to be something. There's discussion of BYU, of Utah to the Big Twelve. I don't know if you saw that. People have been talking uh, about that too. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know who's in the Big Twelve. I I've still liked the Pac-12 better than the Big Twelve, even yeah. this year. Just because, you know, I, I like the Stanford and I've liked the USC and the UCLA. You know, USC and UCLA have been great for that Pac-12 South. Right. It's been fun. And, uh, you know, USC has kind of become a rivalry game with Utah. And now that goes away, which right. is disappointing. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know what Utah does. Um, I guess we'll wait and see. And the thing is, it's it's more than just football. Oh, yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I feel like like you just need to, like, shake up the teams entirely at this point. Or 
find some way to make it go back to geographic location and uh, it, it just sucks it sucks because it, it'd be nice if if it was more almost time zone centric you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and, well. and you had all these teams that were close and the 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 old school rivalries i i don't know it, it's just it's a mess and i feel like it's only going to get messier for those wondering and um i think devin tweeted this out earlier that we should really just get rid of numbers and college conferences because the big 12 currently is 10 teams and they're about to be 14 teams and then with this splash who knows what it's going to be now um but you know the Big 12 is still kind of central. It's Kansas, Kansas State, Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, TCU, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. And then the four teams that are joining next year are BYU, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston. And now who knows what's going to happen. So the Big 12 is going from 10 to 14 and keeping the 12, apparently. And then the Big 10 goes to 12 and keeping yeah. the 10. There you and go. The pack, pack twelve goes to ten unless they add people, you know. Uh-huh. With, which which you you could add a uh, you could Boise add a State. Boise State, right? You know that's still close enough for me, and and they have a good enough team that, at least football wise, I don't know what they bring to the table otherwise. I really don't want to see that ugly blue turf all the time, but whatever. You could you could add Fresno State for that matter. They've been pretty halfway decent relevant at times in football. Yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, right. you lose USC and UCLA and you add Fresno State, and Boise State. You don't want to just scramble right. to add someone to add someone. So, right. Um, I, I should say Big Ten is currently 14 teams and then USC and UCLA will make it 16. Ah, okay. that's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> this, this whole thing is ridiculous. And and, and like you said, you, you are spanning from Los Angeles to... Uh, Pennsylvania, right? Well, they got the, Ohio. You got Maryland, <laughs> and then and then the Big Twelve is spanning from the Mountain Time Zone all the way out to the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Utah, and Florida is going to be in the same conference, so yeah. I mean, I mean BYU in Central Florida, but yeah, or West Virginia, but yeah, that's just crazy. So. Yeah, so. No, I, I I would be a bigger fan, honestly, of like a Pac-12 that had what we had before. And if you added Boise State and BYU to that and yep. like West Virginia should not be with the Big 12, if that's kind of like this South Central, you know what I mean? Like, yep. just make it make sense. NCAA football doesn't make sense anymore. It's okay. Nothing makes <laughs> sense anymore. But we're not getting into that. I think we should probably talk about pop culture. Okay, let's right. do that. <laughs> um, the movie I saw this week was on Apple TV. It's called Cha Cha Real Smooth, and it's this low-budget comedy drama about a a young man who winds up getting a job as a party starter. He uh, he goes to bar mitzvahs and parents hire him to get things going. And it's, it's a really interesting idea for a, a movie, but he, he's, he falls for this, this mom of this autistic girl and he's, he's 22. So the mom's in her early thirties and it's just this really interesting, sweet uh, romance that goes on. The mom is played by Dakota Johnson and it also has Leslie Mann as his mom in there. And, and if you have Apple TV, I would just say it is worth going ahead and hunting down and watching this movie. Apple TVs, they don't have a lot of content on there, but the stuff they do have on there is high quality. Um, Coda won Best Picture Oscar last year, and they're on Apple TV. So if you got it just to watch that, I'd say go ahead and watch Cha-Cha Real Smooth as well. Okay. Um, and you, you had one other thing on notes, right? Oh, yeah. And TV, I'm watching season three of The Umbrella Academy, and it's just as crazy as the first two seasons. I'm really enjoying it so far. And one thing they, they did really well is they handled um, Elliot Page's transition. They they had some plot elements in season two for the character of Vanya, 
Reno's female and was played by Ellen Page, and Ellen Page is now Elliot Page. And they were able to transition Vanya into Victor, and they handled it really well. They did, they did it just right. So Vanya's now Victor, and the, the series goes forward, and it just fits right in with everything else that's crazy in the show. Um, for those who don't know, Umbrella Academy is about these seven really special um, kids, basically mutants, who are all born on the same day. It's, it's kind of like this X-Men type family but really really dysfunctional because they're picture of the x-men where professor x is a total jerk and a creep and manipulative and machiavellian that that's kind of what umbrella academy is but it's it's comedic um so yeah if you haven't watched it i'd recommend it it's it's a lot of fun okay i, um, I can co-sign on that i haven't watched the third season but uh i i really enjoyed the first two and i actually have the graphic novels i've been holding off on reading them until i could watch the third season and then i'm gonna dive into that after so cool that one i started but never got through um so i need to go back and revisit it um as far as things i'm watching or want to watch it's more want to watch because i'm i'm watching alias starring jennifer garner i don't know if i mentioned it last last uh, episode we did but i've i've been Watching that all over again, I'm into season two. Jennifer Garner's great. Um, it's a J.J. Abrams show. Um, I don't know. It, it didn't, some of it didn't age very well. But anyway, that's on Disney+. Plus. But there are shows I need to watch because the second season of Only Murders in the Building is out. And I loved wow. the first season and I would like to watch the second season. Um, and also... Love, Death, and Robots Season 3 is out. I just haven't jumped into that one yet, and I, I want to. I've watched most of those. It's a really good season this year. Sweet. By the way, that series is entirely too good. Like, so much of it. And the the animation varies from episode to episode, and the stories are great. The whole It's very adult-oriented, by the way, but I love it. And I know yeah. that I've mentioned it on the show before. I love it. So if you haven't watched Love, Death, and Robots, Find it on Netflix and watch it. The, sh the episodes are really brief. Some of them are as little as 13 minutes. Some are as much as 25 to 30 minutes. But that's about what you're going to get. It's just good stuff. It really is. Um, but those are the two series I really need to get into because they're 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 ones that I have really enjoyed and I'm just haven't got to yet. Okay then. Deb. Yes, Alan. I know you've got some things you've been watching. I, I have I have been Alan. I uh I got on that Apple TV and I, I've 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 been watching Ted Lasso and uh, I gotta say I really like it. I really like it. Well, there you go. Have you watched Ted Lasso? I haven't. I don't have Apple TV. I've heard very good things about it, but I don't have Apple TV, so no. I think the John? world would be a better place if everyone watched Ted Lasso. I do too. I do too. I just I'm trying to. I need to like watch it again and take some notes on all of his phrases because I just want to incorporate those into my everyday life. Yes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, between that and seeing uh, top gun a few weeks ago, I've, I'm really thinking about growing a mustache. Um, it just, just seems like the right thing to do, but yeah, I, I finished season two of Ted Lasso this week. Loved it. Um, highly recommend to anyone who has Apple TV and, uh, Started watching Stranger Things. I did not finish it just yet, uh, but that will be happening today. And uh, then I'll go from there and probably jump over to the Umbrella Academy uh, so I can I can enjoy that. Because, you know, it comes highly recommended from, from John. Yes. We need so. John to watch Stranger Things anyway so that we can have this massive conversation about I, it. Because there is I much to be said. I just haven't watched the finale yet. That's all I'm missing. <laughs> I know okay, I'm so, messing with you. Come on. <laughs> it's long, man. It I, is. I, it is really I was long. tired. I, I came downstairs. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. And I, I started to doze off before I even put it on. And then I woke up and I was like, okay, no, no, we're going to watch this. And I got about an hour of it down. And then I was just like, I, I can't do this today. Guys, I, I went, I climbed a mountain yesterday. I did not have the energy for Stranger Things. And I really oh, wanted yeah, to have the energy. 
You and so. I talked on the phone about that very thing last night. So I know I didn't expect you like you said you were going to, but I didn't expect you to finish it. I knew you wouldn't be able to not last night, at least. Oh, if you had said that, I would have finished it. <laughs> I should don't, have said it. Don't, then. Don't I should challenge have. me. I should have. Uh, All right. I've played ball with you. I know what it's like to challenge you. It's OK. <laughs> and fail every time. Stop it. Stop it right now. All right. That's a good place to stop and wrap it up this week. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Please leave us a review on wherever you listen to the show. Um, let us know what you think. We uh, we do appreciate all of you listening and being with us every week. Um, we'll talk to you real soon. John, take us out. Bye, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.